Welcome into the Panos Maridis show, episode four. My name is Tassos. We got Panos here. We got Raven here. We're here to talk a little NHL, talk a little not NHL. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. So uh, Panos, uh, the Vancouver Canucks are currently second in their division, but what would be more fun to talk about would be what they wore on the ice, which was their their V jerseys, which are very cool. And uh, the matte black helmets that were going around on the social media, they looked really awesome. I like the look. I think it's fun that they're trying something different. Um, the Maple Leafs over in Sweden wore blue helmets on their games against the Wild and against the Red Wings. The NHL owners uh, let these teams uh, wear helmet colors that are contrasting as long as they don't as long as they're not the same as the opposing team, I'm pretty sure is what the ruling was. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you right now. But, um, yeah, just what, what do you think about the, the Canucks, first of all, on the hockey side of things and then on the fashion side of things? Uh, I really liked the um, the Leafs helmet thing. The blue helmet with the white jersey was really sick to me. I think more teams should do that, uh, the colored helmets uh, with the white jerseys. Um and then the Canucks, the matte black. Honestly, I didn't really notice that's what they were doing until uh, I saw it on NHL's Instagram. Yeah. But after I noticed it, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, my favorite specialty helmet is still the Kings uh, silvers that they wear with their alternate jerseys. Um, but usually I like those like specialty helmets. The only one I didn't really like was uh, Vegas's really, really shitty gold ones, honestly. They ditched those, those cool. after a while, though, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen them use it this season, but those are just bad, really yeah. bad. So the the Coyotes also did the mat with the the red on their designer jerseys by that. I don't remember what that guy's name was. Uh, that, Ruji, oh, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have you have some of that collection that you that you wrap. Yeah, the Coyotes. I wore it in the last episode. Actually, the Coyotes sent me a a bunch of their merch. So uh, Arizona pretty- hoodie, correct? Yeah. 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 Yeah, those are nice. Those are some of my favorites. So, so I guess we could go a couple different ways with this. But like, is there anything on the ice? Like, they so they put ads on jerseys now. They put ads on helmets. Um, so you know that the the NHL jersey was always kind of a thing that was you don't touch, you don't put ads on. It's very like their sweaters. They're they were sacred. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now that with the ads and these designer jerseys and everything, like. I don't know. You you can mess around with an NHL sweater now, right? You you can play around, do different things. Um, what do you have any like creative ideas that you have maybe that you would like to see in the NHL? Um, I I honestly don't have any creative ideas. I'd like to see one idea that I think should not be done that I've seen a lot of people have interest in is the uh the skate idea like they want to see like specialty skates like they're like uh, i've seen a lot of concepts about like the the nike skates yeah. that they want to see like i i think that would look pretty goofy like how like ice. cleats like different well, styles of cleats almost or just like they want like the i don't i think they're called the nike airs no what are they called yeah yeah yeah, just... yeah and they want to see it as like a hockey skate which and i've seen a lot of concepts about it which like yeah oh I, I personally think it would look pretty goofy but i mean if if that's what players want to do i'm all for it i'm, I'm all for uh 
players having being able to do what they want. I mean, um, I know there was a there was a baseball pitcher that got Vans customized into his cleats. That's and cool. that was for, they, he threw a no hitter, didn't he? He, th- he threw a no hitter in them and they sent him to the Hall of Fame. So wow. it, I think that would be a really cool thing to kind of introduce. And I the concept would be there, but I think making that an actual reality would be so, so complicated unless they're having set shoes that they're choosing. And then you can have like different color waves that they're making for games or something. Unless they do something like that, I think that's going to be almost impossible to like properly engineer we've seen some players in the nhl they do like i've seen austin matthews do he he does like the custom skates he'll do like the christmas ones for charity and um do you like those i kind of i kind of dig them i don't mind them i just think like the 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 nike ones that i've seen specifically uh, are just they would just be too crazy in my opinion but again I'm down for whatever, all creativity. I want to see more creativity and personality from players. So that's what they want to wear. Go ahead. I think hockey, well, I just think hockey jerseys in general, you get a lot of like black and blue, you know? I I think a lot of people, I don't love the Dallas Stars logo now, but I, I like what they do as far as the green and trying to change it up. And the arena is a vibrant area. Um just like a lot of a lot of green in there a lot of good victor e green i think is the color but um the the kraken cool too um what what do you think about the the leaks of the winter classic jerseys i think the kraken one is okay it's kind of what we expected from them in the past uh the kind of the nod to the metropolitans yeah um, the Vegas one stinks. It's awful. Uh, I think it would be a cool jersey to wear, like if you're just chilling and you want to wear something like special. But for you know, for the for the Winter Classic to be wearing that jersey is is brutal, in my opinion. I heard some people say that the leak wasn't actually a leak; that the NHL like did that on purpose. What do you you think that was possible? It- probably maybe but i don't know i just thought it was pretty goofy like the the seattle kraken's jersey got announced because of uh the utah jazz walking out like that was just random like how would they have gotten those no i know i know maybe one person was like oh maybe they sent it to them and they were supposed to reveal it but then they didn't reveal it like they didn't want to reveal it that day oh yeah i don't know i just think it's it's weird the way they revealed it like the utah jazz revealed the seattle one and then the wwe revealed the vegas one it was just random to me yeah, I think it might have been on purpose a little bit, but I think the NHL does like to back those kinds of things and, you know, push them when they do get released to try and profit sales, right? So yeah. um, I do think it was a bit of an accident for sure. Um, Tim Peel, Mark Spector online, do you have any thoughts? I think it's kind of it, – it, it, it speaks to the society that we're in that everybody has to have a take on this. I don't really have a take on it. Um, I just, I think it's interesting that, you know, you have people debating each other publicly like this in hockey. And um, I think it more so speaks to the fact of how things are really tough in Edmonton right now. Um, when you're writing about the same thing every day as a journalist and that's your paid job, um, it is kind of difficult, right, to try and get new ideas, get new creative things. So uh, it could definitely be frustrating, but I don't know. Any thoughts, Panos? I just think they're both kind of 
clowns, not going to lie. <laughs> Tim Peel, uh, you know, he got uh, Tim Peel has had a lot of bad takes since retiring as a ref from he, the NHL. He wasn't a great ref. He, was he wasn't not a great, a great ref. ref. He wasn't a great ref. And, you know, he's got some crazy takes on Twitter. He's gotten ratioed a lot on Twitter. Um, so, I mean, that. And then Mark Spector has gotten called out by basically anyone and everyone in the Edmonton Oilers organization. Connor McDavid, you know, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, um, there was uh, Craig McTavish called him out and said that, you know, every time something goes wrong at Edmonton, he immediately starts writing about how the refs have or how the Oilers have to fire the head coach. Yeah or else the owner doesn't care about hockey there anymore. Like that's so both those guys are, you know, kind of known to be a little goofy sometimes. So that was just kind of funny to me. I found it last night and I was just laughing a little bit. Yeah. My, my only thing I'll say too, is I don't think you should really post uh private conversations. If someone, if someone DMs you, if somebody texts you, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe not like, but that's also the society that we live in too. Like, and that's I, also the kind of thing that Tim Peel is known to do. He was beefing everybody. He was beefing Frank Saravalli too, beating yeah. beefing uh, Ryan Rashog. Like he was going at everybody. It was, it was kind of funny to look at on Twitter. Yeah. Um. What What do you see in the games tomorrow? Anything that catches your eye? Well, I honestly don't have it memorized. Let me pull it up really quick and see. Put me on the spot. That's just your go to, eh? Yeah, a little Here, bit. Hear it. Panos, I got you. We got uh, Sabres, Capitals at 6, Oilers, Hurricanes, and Jets, Lightning also at 6. Uh, They're all at 6 because NHL. Everything's at 6 tomorrow? Why? No, not all of them. Oh, not uh, most of them. Uh, Penguins, Rangers. Penguins, Rangers. Uh, Devils, Red Wings. Blackhawks, Blue Jackets. Rangers, Penguins. Flyers, Islanders. Flames, Predators, Blues, Coyotes, Golden Knights versus the Stars, Canucks versus Avalanche, Sharks versus Kraken, and Canadians versus the Ducks. There's a lot of actually like kind of big games here, honestly, now that I'm looking at it. Like Boston, Florida, those are the two two top teams in the Atlantic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a big one. New Jersey and Detroit, those are teams that are both, you know, battling for a playoff spot as of right now. Uh, they might both be in the wild card race by the end of the season, depending on how things are going. So that's a big one. Um, Tampa, you know, they've got, they somehow managed to squeak out a win against Boston. That was uh, wild. That was crazy. Like, the, just they tied it with four seconds left. Steven Stamkos. Yeah. And then um, they won it in overtime, which was just crazy. So, the fact that they even did that is insane, but like they realistically should not have. So they should probably come out strong against Winnipeg tomorrow. Uh, Pittsburgh Rangers, another big one. Um, and then, of course, the game that everybody is going to be watching tomorrow, San Jose and Seattle, will be a great one. <laughs> so I wanted to start maybe with one of the last games, and it doesn't even maybe seem that significant, but Ducks-Canadians. Um, so the Ducks are nine and nine right now, and everybody was kind of like, you know, we talked about it yesterday, but um, the you mentioned the West is more up for grabs, right? There are these spots that are up for grabs. Anaheim is definitely in the look right now. If you know you continue being hot, um, and the Canadians, this was po- this was a popular uh, thing going around, and I wanted to hear your take on it. Is it more likely for the they're both equidistant here? So it, do you think it's more likely that the 
Maple Leafs win the President's Trophy or the Canadians finish last in the NHL? Oh, I don't like either of those options. Okay. All right. Well, so the Leafs are nine points out of top spot in the league, and the Canadians are nine points out of the bottom spot in the NHL right now. I think it's more likely that um, I think it's more likely that Toronto finishes with the Presidents. Really? But yeah, just because I think Montreal is better than the record shows, but also I think that Toronto is worse than their record shows. So yeah, that's why I said I don't like either of those options. Um, but I don't. I can't see Montreal uh, finishing worse in the league. I think San Jose has that locked up pretty easily, and I just think that Montreal like. I know they had they benefited from really good goaltending to start the year, but I still like Montreal. I know maybe I've got a little soft spot just because I love the city too. Yeah, beautiful but, city. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't see them finishing last, so I've got to go Toronto Presidents. Even though I'm a little bit of a Leafs guy, I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to say it's more likely that the Canadians finish in last. I think they're going to sell uh, arguably one of the goalies, hopefully for them, one of the defensemen, even though Jordan Harris is hurt now too, so they're going to... Need some bodies on the blue line, but I think San Jose, over the course of the season, they're going to realize how not great that things are right now on the ice, and they may be looking to augment the roster a little bit through a trade. You know, they may they may look to try and get better, whereas Montreal may be looking to sell off some pieces. So uh, give me give me Montreal being more likely to finish in last, even though I agree with you that I don't think either is really going to happen. Um, but that was definitely something that was popular going around. So that game tomorrow to me, catches some interest, the Ducks and the Canadians. Um, the other one was the Jets and the Lightning. Uh, the Jets are not great on the road, but they're really good at home. They're in Tampa, obviously. Uh, I think Tampa needs to start stringing some wins together. Um, you know, John Cooper really needs to show that he still has a grip on that room and that they're not going to just passively wait for Andre Vasilevsky to walk in and save their season. Um, and then the, the Penguins-Rangers is probably the other one I'm going to watch. Um, Penguins need to... Sidney Crosby's done a great job. We've talked a good bit about Sid, but um, just needing to win some games in a row, right? Like, the Rangers are really good, but they just got beat by Dallas last night, 6-3, and um, they didn't really look that good. Um, I've seen... Trocek pulling a lot of pucks out of his own net. I think Lafreniere is getting a lot of good talk right now, but he's playing with Panarin, who's arguably a top five player in the league right now, playing like but it. That's who he should have. That's who he should have been playing with all this time, right? It shouldn't have been playing with who was it? Like Barclay Goudreau on the bottom six. It should have been. He should have been playing with Panarin from the beginning. But his success now game. is a little. His success now is a little bit. To do with Panarin, don't you think? Well, yeah, but that's who. He, I'm just saying that's who he should have been playing with all along. And he, if he was getting all this bus talk all along for the past few years because he was playing on the fourth line and third line, I think he should get a little bit of some, some talking up when he's producing, playing top six minutes and big minutes. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to go to? Can we talk about the tar the tarpless guy in Chicago for a second? <laughs> This guy was just the, I I don't know what league he was playing in, what, but this was here local to us in Chicago. So that was the main reason I wanted to bring it up. But this guy's just absolutely ridiculous. Maybe Raven can insert the clip. I'm trying to find it. He he can, he can stitch it in, but um, 
the this is just ridiculous. I don't would you, would you go out there shirtless? No, I would not go out there tarpless, man. What was that? I, that I was have like no a, idea. <laughs> he he must have just been doing it for the video. He must have also been absolutely plastered too. There's <laughs> no way that guy was in a sober state of mind. Yeah, no, no, definitely not, definitely not. <laughs> um, so the All Star Game is possibly going to go back to a draft format. Um, we have memories of Phil Kessel being the last pick in the draft. It's the only thing I really think about when I think of um, the All-Star game and a draft format. Is there anything that the NHL can do to make someone like you or I interested in the All-Star game? I mean, I told you I told you before we recorded, bro. I could see Donald Trump on the East and Joe Biden on the West playing against each other, and I still wouldn't tune into the All-Star game, man. I don't care about the all-star game at all i liked it a little bit more when i was like younger i was like 13 i would like to see like the east versus west games um just because it would always be like 30 to 25 score and it was just fun to watch but honestly i could not care less about the all-star game anymore there's not like i honestly would rather just see games be played during that span or even a break from hockey for a week i just don't like the all-star game is just so pointless to me is there like a skills test, like how There's the NBA did? There is a skills competition. I think I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever were in skateboarding at all or like did it at all. But like the game of skate, like maybe you guys have uh, two players like take some goal shootouts, but then they have to do like a different deke, and then the 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 well, next guy. There's kind of something to, like that is, with oh. the um with the breakaway challenge kind yeah. of. Where they just go and they, I mean, now it's kind of watered down, but a few years ago, they used to have a really cool uh, breakaway challenge where they do crazy stuff. If you search up on YouTube, like there's a bunch of wild deeks from that. And now it's just like, it's such a money grab now, man, in my opinion, the all-star game. Trying to make it like a game of like ice or pig or something would been, would be cool just to like see how universal some of these moves are or if it is just like. They do try so hard to make it work. Like they, I, I, like they do the off ice things. They they did the the Vegas right. They did the I don't know. They did some event where they were shooting pucks at a wall and they were shooting pucks into a gator's mouth in South Florida. And I I, I don't know. I, I it can't get anybody interested. I I think some hockey fans like us, you know, like I'll, I'll definitely take note of who wins the hardest shot. Right. And the fastest skater, I think are, those are the two events that anybody who watches hockey might look at it and take any stock and be like, oh, you know, like if Connor McDavid, I know uh, Dylan Larkin won it one year, but I don't know if the thing with the hardest shot and the fastest skater, too, is if you're not if you're trying to make it for everybody, you should invite the people that have the hardest shot, even if they're not necessarily all stars in other regard. Kind of like when they brought Trevor Zegers in to do the breakaway stuff. Like, bring bring even, like, the minor league guys like Marty Furk and all that that had really, really hard shots and may not necessarily be all-star players just to for the entertainment value if you're really trying to maximize it. Um, but Kind, kind of like what they did with um, Max McClung at the uh, yeah. NBA yeah. this year. Yeah. But we're also, I think, we're we're just not the we're not the demographic for the All Star Game at all, especially. But, but is there any kids that even care about the All Star Game anymore, man? Like, well, I, I did like I do remember watching the 
this year's All-Star Game in Florida, and there were a lot of empty seats, like just a lot of empty seats. Like it was really, they, they were even trying to angle the cameras to make it look like there weren't as many empty seats as there were, but don't don't be fooled. There were plenty of empty seats. It just, it didn't catch the, and, I, and hockey does have some popularity now. Like the Panthers numbers are doing a lot better after that Stanley Cup final run last year, but nobody nobody's going to the All-Star Game. Yeah. It's, it's so much money to go, and it's just like a pointless event. Like I said, it's a money grab, bro. I, I don't care about the All-Star game at all anymore. For me, it's just another day of honestly extra work yeah. having to cover it while it's on. I don't even enjoy watching it. I am interested to see what the numbers are like in Toronto because you have to imagine that it's arguably going to be more expensive than going to the All-Star game in any other city because it's Toronto, but... The league also puts things in Toronto when it wants butts and seats no matter what the product on the ice looks like. So we'll see if there's any give on either side or if it's just going to be packed with kids anyways, right? Um, Panos, you want to lead us off with a little World Cup talk? Yeah, honestly, this is this is what I was waiting for, man. This is like this announcement of the upcoming World Cup tournament they're going to try and do just piss me off, bro. So let's let's so- hear it. So they apparently it's going to be a one week tournament. Um, it's going to be four to six teams, which would be Canada, USA, probably Sweden, probably Finland. Um, and then what are the other countries like maybe Switzerland and Germany probably would be four teams in my opinion is what they're going to do. I think um, four teams total or four teams in addition to teams. the USA and Canada. No, like those four teams that I named Canada, USA, Finland, Sweden, and then maybe Switzerland, Germany. Yeah. Is what they're going to do. Um, Russia will not be allowed, which, you know, controversial opinions, whatever. I'm not going to talk about any of that, but it's not best on best without Russia. Um, I honestly, like I have in my notes right here, what I would have done if I was running this tournament. All right. I would have done 16 team tournament for the World Cup, 16 teams, four groups of four teams. All right. And you just go straight up based off of the IHF world rankings right now, one to 16 that way. Group A, you've got Canada, Germany, Norway, Austria. Okay. Okay. Group B, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, um, and Kazakhstan. Um, group C, Russia, Switzerland, Latvia, Belarus. And then Group D, USA, Czech, Slovakia, and France. That way, you've got the top 16 teams. Are there still going to be blowouts? Yes, but there's blowouts in every single World Cup in every single sport. And in, in the FIBA World Cup that just happened this past summer, there was blowouts every other game, like by like 40 points. And people still love the tournament because it was a great tournament and it was a genuine World Cup. This four-team tournament they're trying to do is not a World Cup at all. Oh. It's honestly a joke to even call it a World Cup if they do. Um, And it just pisses me off. It's not best on best if you only got four countries participating. So, I mean... I think that's the best way to do it. You've got the 16 teams and maybe 20, 30 years, they'll be able to expand it even more. Um, but for now, I, I like this idea of the 16 teams. Yeah. I, they said that they're not going to go with any mixed teams like they did last time with team Europe and team North America. I, excuse me. Um, I do think that's the right move, but I also think you're excluding a lot of really, really good players, right? No Czechia means no, Pasternak, no um, Germany means no Dreisaitl, Cider, Stutzla. Um, uh, so 16 teams, though. I, yeah, I, th- I think you would get a lot of blowouts. I think even like an 8 or 10 team tournament would do it. Even without but again, the, that's not a World Cup. 
what kind of World Cup is it if you're playing with eight countries? You know what I mean? It's not what fair. I would, it's my, not my fair whole to point, say that. Like, my whole point is, like, every World Cup has blowouts, right? And the same thing, while there's blowouts, there's also upsets. I mean, I remember in the Olympics one year, Latvia brought Canada to overtime, right? That can happen at any any tournament. Any tournament that can happen. Hockey is that type of sport. So that's why I would rather 16 countries. I think that's the perfect amount of countries. I think, you know, you've got the 16 best countries in the world for hockey. And it's best on best, genuinely. All right. Let's, we're going to keep it short here today. So let's uh, wrap with just like a little bit of what we're going to be doing this week. We're going to take a little bit of a pause. We'll return next week for some stuff, either Monday or Tuesday. And, um, yeah, Pino, so you're going you're gonna to watch some football on Thursday, though? Yeah, what game is on Thursday night? Raven, what do oh, we it's, got? It's, it's, it's uh, American Thanksgiving. It is American Thanksgiving. Yeah. For, uh, for football, we have uh, Packers-Lions. Uh, let me pull up what... I know Zach's notes had it, but... Commanders-Cowboys, 49ers-Seahawks. Yeah. Well, um, I'm probably going to watch... All three of those, honestly. Yeah. But I can't say any of them will be good games, <laughs> to be honest. But then also you have Friday. If this is the nice thing is there's football all day this week. Yeah. Because you have college football on Saturday too. So you have Dolphins Jets on Friday. I think that's gonna be a decent game, especially with how the Dolphins have been playing. And the only thing with the the Jets just have such a horrid quarterback situation. So yeah. it's like it makes their offense like unwatchable because they have all these weapons like Brees Hall and, and Garrett Wilson, but you can't even use them because you have Zach Wilson and now Tim Boyle as their quarterback. Like, so that's going to be pretty brutal. But I do have two on two of my three fantasy leagues. So hoping he can go off against the Jets defense, which is pretty good. So. And then uh, my Rams won this uh, past weekend. They, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on the Rams right now? I think we're really mid. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're really mid. Uh, Stafford has been kind of inconsistent. Cooper Cup is hurt again. Hopefully not long term. Um, but I mean, we were expected to be like a bottom five team this year, and we've been pretty decent. Just you know, kind of mid, like I said. So I mean, I'll take it. I just think we need a new quarterback, though, because Stafford's falling apart. I mean, his offensive line isn't yeah, great, so... No, it's bad, and so is our defense is, like, bad as well. Like, I, I'm a Rams fan, and I probably can't even name you five defensive players on the Rams. Is Matt Stafford going to keep playing after this year? Apparently, he is. He's not considering retiring. I was say, he's got a few more years left in him, at least, I think. Yeah, he's just falling apart, though. He's, I feel like he's always injured and... Like you said, our O-line isn't good. Um, so I would like to get a quarterback. But we're not bad enough to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft this year. I didn't want Caleb Williams anyways, I can't lie. He seems kind of like a character. So I wouldn't want him as my quarterback. But, like, you know, Drake May is a guy who wouldn't have been bad to get. If you like more of like the NFL analyst stuff, uh, one of the other podcasts that we do on this network, The Deep Fade, gets much more in-depth every week on uh, NFL stuff and any other sports, MLB, NBA, golf. So, yeah, check that out if you guys like uh, some of the NFL talk that we do here. Um, 
Raven, do, does the NBA play any games on Thanksgiving also? I don't believe so. So the, I, I don't know if the NBA has really encroached, because I know the NFL has encroached a bit on the NBA's Christmas Day games. The NHL used to play games on Christmas and on Thanksgiving, going back a ways, um, but they haven't in some time. And then you also have no NHL games today, which was kind of an odd thing for a random Tuesday. Um, but you had a lot of teams coming back from Sweden, and a lot of teams also requested today off because of the holiday on Thursday. Excuse me. Um, so do you think that there should have been NHL games? Like the the pause, especially as a Canadian, Pano. Like, what, what do you think about the NHL not playing this week? Or I mean, should they shove games on Thursday, or do you think it's like not really even worth their time with the NFL? Listen, I'm not going to complain about getting free days off. You yeah. know, I get a couple days off, couple nights to myself instead of having to slave away and making final score posts from 7 p.m. to you know 1 a.m. and covering <laughs> the games, but. Not that's not to say I don't like hockey. I love hockey, but you know, some a couple nights off is good for me. Um, you know, I I would like to you know see some Thanksgiving games maybe early on in the day and then the night not have a slate. Uh, I understand why they don't do Christmas, but I actually would have loved if we had games on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, just because you know it's like you, nothing's been better than like sitting next to the fireplace see snow outside next to your Christmas tree and then some hockey's on. That's why I love the World Juniors. Yeah, I was going to say, are you a big World Juniors guy? Oh, yeah, I love the World Juniors. Yeah, I love the best. Like what I just described, that's what I do with the World Juniors, so I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's good that the NHL kind of stays away from Thanksgiving. It would be nice if they played some games on Christmas, but I look, you get that same feeling from the World Juniors too, and plus the, the NBA is really taking charge, and now that the NFL is throwing some games on Christmas too kind of uh dilutes that but um other than the cowboys being frauds as always they only beat bad teams i have no other thoughts to uh answer your earlier question there are no nba games on thursday but on friday there are in-season tournament group stage games going on so you've been watching any basketball this year pano or no Oh yeah, I watch the Bucks. I just I still have no clue what's going on with that uh, in season turn. Oh yeah, you're a Bucks guy. Yeah, right? I am a Bucks. I fan. forgot about that. I forgot about yeah, that. I mean the instant it's a uh, few games every once in a while is group stages, and then those teams will all play off into a final death elimination, World Cup style. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, hopefully, hopefully the Bucks can take it. I think oh, we're undefeated in that, eh? I think we are. I know they're playing the Wizards, which, you know, Jordan Poole being Jordan Poole, it's, it's pretty easy W if, as long as Giannis and Dame aren't cold, I think, and our defense is actually... How do you guys like Dame Lillard on the Bucks so far? It's taken a while to like get used to everything, but I think once they start cooking, which will probably be around like February, we'll, they'll, they're going to be really good. Yeah, I agree with Panos. I think it is going to take time just to get Dame used to the new style that he's got to play, where he's got to kind of dish it more down to Giannis in some instances, whereas where he could just do it himself almost all the time. That being said, I was a huge Drew Holiday fan, so losing him was... Uh, a huge bummer. He was a huge part of that t- uh, team that won in 2021 when I moved down here to Chicago. Um, 
seeing him go was bad. It definitely was a huge, huge loss for our defense. But I do think if the team can stay quick, which has been our biggest problem, just we're really, really slow in transition defense. If we can get some some speed, a nice young guy before the deadline, I think it would really, really help. But I You're don't, a wee guy, Raven. I'm a what? You're a wee guy. I am a wee guy. Yeah. We, like, yeah, Raven's, a, the, Raven's a part of the team. I, I am, am a wee too. guy. I say that, too. We. <laughs> you're a wee guy? We, it is my, yeah, we are the team. If you're celebrating with the team, you're cheering for the team, you're watching the team every night, you're part of the team, bro. Yeah, That's all right. Right. Especially I during the the Bucks games, like, when they come down to the, when the Deer District was a thing still, it was, it was loud, bro. Like, home, home court advantage is definitely a thing if yeah. the fans are getting into it, which... If you're getting into it, I think you can say we. Is Giannis, I mean, is Giannis still the best player in the NBA? I would say he's up there. I I mean, for bigs, it's hard. I mean, I would definitely say Jokic all around right now has been the best player. I mean, he's doing this as his day job. He doesn't even enjoy being out on the floor most of the time. <laughs> but I think Giannis is definitely still a top five player. I think right now, in no particular order, I would say like Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Steph still, I mean, he's definitely been a little bit slower this year, but he's still producing. And then probably Luka as number five. He's been insane. You got you to gotta get Embiid out of there. Get him out. No, I, I, think, I, think, them, I think them getting rid of... Um, Harden. Yeah, James Harden to the Clippers was what they needed to do. I think getting the ball more to Embiid and having him be more of the focal point of that offense is going to really help. And the Timberwolves, too, it's like that team has been outstanding. You know, there's two bigs with Cat and Gobert being able to uh, rotate. And I know they just picked up a third guy to help with that load, but it's going to be really, really cool to see what happens in the East this year because I do think there are a lot of teams that can, depending on the matchup that comes during playoffs, it's going to really come down to who has the better healthy lineup and who is producing better numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just hate I just hate Embiid because of uh, what he's doing now with the uh, Olympics, I think it is. He's Where he he's switched like, to be an uh, American player, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's the stupidest thing to me, man. I already hated him because I don't like the 76ers, and I, uh, you know, we're rivals, and, you know, this, we've had beef with the 76ers as, as the Bucks. Um, But I don't know. I'm not a big Embiid guy. I think he flops a lot, too. He cries a lot, and he the re- only reason this guy got an MVP last year is because he was crying about not ever getting an MVP. Like, Jokic was the MVP last year, even in the regular season, 100%. He got robbed of the three-peat. He really did. So I'm going to try and take a hockey spin on this with two questions. Is there any player in the NHL right now, like, okay, I think it's a given that not everybody loves what they do even at the level of pro sports not every basketball player loves playing basketball not every hockey player probably shows up to the rink just absolutely loving hockey the way they did when they were seven right but is there a player like i don't know that there's a player in the nhl noticeably right off the top of my head maybe you can think of one that is as apathetic as Nikola Jokic is when it comes to just like 
doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of an NHL player like that? Um, I can't think of anyone close to Jokic's level of that, but I think like honestly, sometimes where I look at Austin Matthews and I'm like, this guy doesn't even really love hockey. He just is insane at hockey. Yeah. Like he's just an insane hockey player, but sometimes it like when he's skating, it's just like he just does this because he's insane at it. He's not, you know, in love with the game. I mean, I don't know him personally, so I can't speak for that. That's just the way he looks sometimes, his body language and everything. And he's still always a top five player in the league. Sometimes people will look at celebrations as and, and I'm I'm mistaken in this too, because you said that and I'm I, I can definitely see it, right, with Austin. Um and then you argue like, oh, he gets he gets really hyped for celebrations sometimes, like getting the crowd into it. Like he knows when the big moments are. Like he is very present in a hockey game when especially when the puck's on his stick a lot and it's hitting the back of the net, um, like it was especially earlier in the year. Um, do celebrations like does celebrating a goal equal passion for the game? No, I don't think so. I think he's just like maybe celebrating that he's gonna get the extra million on his contract or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean it sounds like kind of cynical to say, but you might be right. You know? Yeah, I mean, but but also like I think he also just kind of realizes that he is one of the best players in the league. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like he's kind of eased into that. Do you think McDavid um, maybe fits into that category at all? No, I think McDavid loves hockey. I think McDavid only wants to win and just, you know. The fact that he isn't is frustrating him. Yeah, like I think McDavid uh, and Dre Saddle, both those guys in Edmonton, I think they genuinely love hockey. Matthews, I, like I said, I don't know him personally, so don't say this. As like, no, no. Well, we're going like, to clip just, this. We're going to clip this. But sometimes it just looks like this guy is like, you know, just doing his job. My other point I wanted to take from our NBA discussion and ask um, the Raven, you mentioned the James Harden to the Clippers trade benefiting the Clippers as sort of an addition by addition by subtraction uh, thing. Any trades in NHL memory that you have, Pano, that might like benefit a team that might have benefited a team that way where they gain something by just giving up a player? Well, like the only one I can think of. recently is uh duchene getting traded from colorado oh okay all right like that that's the only one i can think you put me on the spot again no right? i did i did I, that was that was just a thought that came to me now but, that i wanted to... like, that's the only one i can think of it's like colorado was losing for years with duchene and then they traded him and now they ended up going and making a couple deep playoff runs including a cup win yeah so that's the only one i can think of um i mean the jonathan huberdo trade true but like that also wasn't really like the same as the Harden one because the Harden one was straight up for like picks and yeah you get Matthew Kachuk back it's not really the same thing like the hoop yeah the Huberto one was like an NHL player for player deal like the the Harden one was literally just Harden for picks and some role players yeah no I'm trying to think Uh, maybe like a hmm, no I can't think of one right off the top of my head all right well I guess I stumped the both of us (laughs) I do have a somewhat hockey-related question, but before the F1 race this weekend, the two Williams drivers met up with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and there's a video of the mascot just chewing on the other one of the drivers' heads, which is a really, really just random situation, but what do you think of that like crossover between 
somewhat international sports, but with totally different appeals. Who were the drivers? The, t- fi- the two Williams drivers is Alexander Albon and the American Logan Sargent. Okay, because I know uh, there's a Finnish driver, right? Valtteri Bottas. Bottas, yeah. He finished uh, 17th. He's a hockey fan. He is a hockey fan. Um, Bottas is also one of the coolest drivers on the grid, in my opinion. Yeah, I think F1 and hockey have some similarities. Sports that are expensive and tough to get into. but uh, Very international-based, too. Um, Like, the only two... uh, Forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, the only similar eth- uh, ethnicities for drivers on the grid right now are the two Spaniards, Carlos Sainz and Fernando Alonso, and then the three British drivers, Lando Norris, uh, Lewis Hamilton, and George Russell. So there's a, I, I think it's a pretty s- sport that is inclusive and just like the guys that are playing. It's not just Americans in the league driving compared to kind of what it is like the NBA and the NFL so I I guess my thoughts with the F1 and the hockey um, I think you could argue maybe five years ago hockey was way more popular than F1 right maybe five seven ten years ago here in America oh I would I could here in America and even even in Europe I would say right like um certain parts at least certain parts of europe i'll definitely give you certain parts of europe sweden <laughs> finland switzerland germany maybe um i don't know but you've had drivers like um kimi raikkonen like these guys michael schumacher he's german but no like, I, i'm saying countries that pr- consistently produce hockey players like that like hockey is definitely the dominant sport in some of these countries so i i see that um the NHL has lost some traction to F1, right? I think they're both really hard sports to get into, but F1 is definitely more accessible to watching. You have the Drive to Survive series, which is a really like easy way to spoon feed yourself into the sport. It from, is a very good way of just learning the sport. Yeah, you, you go from someone watched. that knows nothing about F1 to at least like knowing the guys, knowing the personalities. Like it does a really good job. Everything that. A lot of the sports are trying to copy it with the QB show and the I mean, well, Hard Knocks and all that. I was going to say, Hard Knocks was way before so, to Survive, so... Yeah, okay, fair enough. But um, F1 did a really good job of pioneering that model for getting a closer look into your league. So I think they have passed the NHL, and plus, I think there are rules to F1, but... There's so many rules to a hockey game that if you're going from someone that knows nothing about either sports, it's probably a lot easier for you to step in and learn about F1 and understand what's going on in an F1 race more than know every rule for a hockey game. I might be wrong on that, but what do you like, Panos, what do you think? I don't really watch a ton of F1 either, though. So I have never watched a single F1 race in my life. So this is all all, all the talks that you guys were having about <laughs> F1 was gibberish to me. I was kind of <laughs> observing. Um, but I agree, like, there's more traction behind the F1, at least the U.S., compared to uh, the NHL. And honestly, I think that the MLS is slowly passing uh, the well, NHL in North America, too. I don't think they're there yet. But the addition of Messi, I feel yeah. like, has really helped. I mean... Even even before they picked up Messi, I was, like, starting to see a little bit more traction towards the MLS uh, because of the U.S. and Canada both kind of making appearances at the World Cup, and you know, soccer's growing. Um, 
and now with the addition of Messi, and now I think that they're on Apple. MLS is on Apple. Yep, uh, yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're growing for sure compared to the NHL. So I think maybe in the next five years, even like hockey could be right now they're behind, like the NHL is behind basketball or NBA, NFL, um, MLB, MLS soon. I think uh, F1, I, you know, um, UFC. Like, is the NHL even like a top six sports league, say, in five years from now in the U.S.? I don't know. So what is hockey? I I have a couple points. One, the MLS thought, is that just a messy effect? Like, once he retires, does hockey go right back to... um, No. No? No, I, 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 like I said before Messi even went there, I was thinking that he was, that the MLS was, you know, kind of going towards that. So I think with that, um, when Zlatan Ibrahimovic came, uh, when he went to the LA Galaxy, I think that was the first step where a lot of people were like, okay, you know, there's there's something to watch here now. Like there's a big name with these teams because I think that was a lot. The biggest issue before is we're watching these sports and if you're not watching college soccer or you know, any of the World Cup stuff, you're not going to know a lot of these guys. So it's really, really hard to kind of get behind a team that you're not really knowing. But once you get a name that is familiar and world-renowned, like Messi, I think it is a lot easier for people to be like, oh, I know who that is. Like, I know what he does. It's easier to be a fan. So I do think what David Beckham has done with especially Inter-Miami is really really smart i do think there's going to be teams that are striving to achieve similar results albeit they don't have big name and investor like beckham behind the team not every mls city is miami either no and it exactly but i would say like atlanta is a really good mls city i went to the very first uh atlanta united game ever in the city so that was like something really cool and like yeah, exactly. Um, I do think there are going to be bigger cities. You know, Seattle is already one of those. Colorado has a big team. I know that. Los Angeles has Los, two teams. Yeah, Los Angeles, uh, New York, the Red Bull. Even They're, Toronto. Yeah. Toronto like, wasn't like Messi connected to Toronto FC at one point even, which is pretty crazy. I think, think there was about. a rumor for a short period of Toronto time. Toronto FC, the only MLS team to win the treble. There you go. That's my MLS fact. I just, I don't know that with the soccer that it's totally, I got to stick up for hockey a little bit here just because, you know, I would say we're a show loosely based in the hockey hockey realm. Um, So, yeah, I would like to think that the NHL over time does more in terms of growth. Um, You have things like expansion, right? The NHL will expand to more teams because, they're a league with such a heavy presence in Canada that they don't have as many American markets as the NBA. So there is a little bit of room to expand. Um, but I think you're right, Pano, when you're talking about sports like U- the UFC, um, that that definitely has leapt over the NHL. Um, is there anything that hockey can do? You know, and this is kind of going back to our fashion conversation, but maybe more on a macro level, right? Um what does hockey have to do to kind of 
take a hold of that? Does it need to become more – is it like a worldwide thing? Like do we need to be focusing on making hockey more worldwide? Do we need to focus more at home, right, and making sure that every Canadian is really watching Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday and that all the Americans here are clicking on the NHL games for ESPN? Or what, what is what do you think is the course of action here? Well, I think it's more worldwide than, like, um, America situation. Like, I think there's only so many markets in America that you can really have an NHL team in and make it, like, so people care. Yeah, I think there's still a few more that can be tapped into. But other than that, I think that it has to be, like, a collaborative effort uh, between, you know, the NHL and the IAHF and, you know, all these different hockey organizations to kind of make a worldwide effort, whether it's, like, just bigger European countries like Sweden, you know, Switzerland, those countries, or even, you know, non-traditional hockey markets because there's so many countries that could have the next big NHL star and we'll never know because of the fact that they don't have the resources to or the platform to, you know, give it a go. Do that. Yeah, exactly. That's why another we go back to the same point I made earlier about the World Cup of Hockey, you know, like what if there's a kid from France that can go and perform at an amazing level? The Matt Zuccarello effect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, having like a can... killer Olympics on Norway yeah. and then coming over to I mean, NHL. That's how, that, yeah. Having exactly. a phenomenal career. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I think there's a lot of guys who are in these countries that could have the potential. They're amazing athletes, but we'll never know about them just because of how poor the IHF and the NHL's efforts are to grow the game globally. Um, and I think that, you know, I mean, me and you especially kind of have this opinion on it because we have worked with, you know, grease in efforts to do this but yeah. like i think that um the ihf is really exclusive on some of these countries that have opportunities to play yeah. um i'm not saying there's any nhl players that are going to come out of you know greece or ireland or anything um but, but maybe. You know, there could be and you know there's players that you know that could play um from those countries and they have no reason to right now because they're not given the opportunities to do that. They don't have the funds to do that. You know, in Greece, especially, like I said, we only have one rink down there and it's the size of the room I'm recording in right now, basically like it's not a big rink. So, I mean, it just holds so much back. And I think that if the NHL and IHF put more resources into that stuff, um, it would help grow the game more. Yeah. And I think if you did get a kid from some of these countries to make the NHL or get drafted in the first round, something like that. I think there would be more interest at home in those countries, right? I think if a Greek kid is like from Greece is playing in the NHL or Ireland or South Africa, there there will be people that are covering it there that are talking about it. There will be more eyes on the NHL. Um, and I guess just like the, the last thought I wanted to point, like is it also like maybe like a marketing thing that the NHL can do? Is there like stuff in the media you know we all saw the was it dana white and the nelk boys chirping the national hockey league for not like i know it seems kind of like a silly video but it was it was really talked about and it was kind of a big deal a little bit to a lot of people that they made it seem like the nhl missed out on a large opportunity to make hockey more popular in the mainstream is that true like is that and like what what does the nhl got to do they got to hire panos and puck empire do they gotta i mean like i know you're laughing but like maybe seriously right like if you're paying more people that are interested like you have a lot of people that follow your page so do the nelk boys so it's the same kind of deal right so 
like, but the NHL didn't want anything to do with the Nelk boys because they have differences on content views, right? And they didn't, the NHL didn't feel that that would be the best uh, group to represent their brand. So, but is it something like that? Getting, like, they try and get some of these creators, and there are some funny people on the internet, right, that cover hockey. This this kid, Eric Nagy, I've seen. I don't, have you seen any of his videos? They're hilarious. Like, he's yeah, I've good. To, I've talked to him before. He's, he's a pretty, pretty good guy. Yeah. Um, uh, do, I, do I don't think? know if it's a if it's like a media thing though. Like I really don't know how much how many hockey fans are how many people are becoming hockey fans because the Nelk boys made a video about the NHL. I really don't know. I yeah. think it just starts with more of a like like I go back to development thing. I think you're more worth putting money into developing some of these countries that aren't developed in hockey rather than you know putting it into more advertising and and media and stuff because like i said i don't know how many people are going to become a hockey fan because nelk is talking about them or how many people are going to become a hockey fan because uh austin matthews is doing a prime thing with logan paul and uh or yeah logan paul and uh, ksi you know like i don't know how many people are going to tune into actual hockey games on a consistent basis because of that so yeah I, i would rather uh pour more resources into getting people into the game rather whether it's playing or watching um in other countries yeah well uh here's to the continued growth of hockey then and let's let's hope that hockey continues sticking around otherwise this is going to turn into a ufc show real quick so i think that'll wrap it up for episode four Ponus, you got any thoughts you want to wish a happy thanksgiving to your american neighbors yeah i mean happy thanksgiving to my american neighbors (laughs) (laughs) we uh so the majority of our listenership is actually Canadian right now. So uh, for this show, for this show, yeah. Um, but we're close. We got we're we're almost there. It was it was about seventy five percent Canadian for a little while. Now we're closer to like fifty five percent Canadian. So uh, thank you for bearing with us through our holiday to all of our Canadian listeners. Thank you for everyone for listening. I want to say that, and uh, thank you for everyone for dealing with my incompetence of trying to figure out why we couldn't get Panos's mic to work but we've finally got that figured out but I do want to say please check out our other podcasts under the Aletheo Media Network it would really help out if you like the podcast rate it five stars follow give it a download if you really 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 want to and yeah we have a YouTube channel as well that we're going to start trying to produce videos for all the shows to come out for that's something to look out and yeah, check us out on Spotify, Google. We're trying to get to Apple Podcasts. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio as well. I know there was someone who listened on an Xbox, so thank you for that guy. If you're <laughs> listening again on the Xbox, that's a huge shout out to you. But yeah, thank you guys. I uh, hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Peace.